I was. Yes, we did it. We talked over each other. I was. That makes it equitable. Yes, Nick. So the builder said that I should do some lunges to stay in shape. No, you did not let me know that this was going to be one of those things. I need what are you doing lunges to stay in shape for? Oh, because it'll be a big step forward. Oh, no. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Okay, listeners, you've got to help me out here. Coxie has sprung on me <laughs> an impromptu dad joke challenge, and I was not prepared, Nicole. Um, but you only do improv. You don't do rehearse. Uh, yeah, so what happens to a stand-up comedian who's only got improv? I think there's a lot of nervous people in the crowd. <laughs> and the stand-up comedian wouldn't get many gigs. No, I wouldn't think so. You'd need a bit of preparation, wouldn't you? I could steal something from the We Got The Chocolates guys, but my levels of integrity are just too high for that, Nicole. Speaking of We Got The Chocolates, I think we need to issue a challenge. Yes. I feel like we could have a duel. <laughs> we'll get my jousting meltdown. out. A duel meltdown is what it would be. I'm not going to be any help to you. I've got no material. Well, we have a secret weapon up our sleeve. We do, actually. Mm. We could bring in da, 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 the matador. Do, do, do. <laughs> I'll do the sound effects with my voice. Well, yours is much deeper than mine, so I'll that'd, do the feminine part. You do that'd the seal part. the deal. Righto. Uh, this is a podcast about tradies in business. Hello, tradies in business. How the freaking hell are you? Uh, we are talking today about tools, getting off them. You're a tool. Thank you. That's why you should get off me. <laughs> Not going to take that thread any further. So, <laughs> this is a family show, Nicole. God, I meant get off my back. Yes, well, sure. Uh-huh. So, who wants to get off the tools? Everybody put their hand up. Say, yeah! Ah, <sighs> crowd goes wild. So, we hear a lot about people who want to get off the tools, and yet... We talk to many more people who seem to be very firmly stuck on the tools. I feel like it's a bit of a interesting conversation, this get off the tools one. We have a lot of people that when we talk to them about the Tradepreneur program, they might first identify that they want to get off the tools and then they sort of backpedal a little bit and you can see how they're throwing. Um, it's a little bit like Mario Kart racing. I can see them throwing That's the exactly little what I pictured. in front of themselves. As soon as you said... Backpedaling and throwing, I'm thinking Mario Kart, throwing little bombs out of the cart as I'm trying to dodge. Tortoiseshells and, and yes. banana peels and they're just blowing up their own plans because I think it's just one of those unspoken about areas where getting off the tools can feel overwhelming, it can feel threatening, it can feel like a huge big deal and yet it doesn't need to be what the classic example of getting off the tools actually looks like and that's what we want to talk about today how it can be different for everybody we'll have our own versions of success we'll have our own versions of what what is right for us in our lives and i think that this is one of those same areas getting off the tools is a big area to talk about about you know what actually works for us 
individually. And therefore, why don't you get off the tools? Ah, because how many are stuck? Yes, because so many people say they want to, just like so many people say they want to quit the darts or the beers or I don't know what else. They're probably the big ones Um, or the, the subways. You know, I want to drop 10 kilos or I want to do this, but then nothing changes. You feel like maybe you try, but it just, you just seem to end up back where you started. Uh, and as this episode goes to air, it's early in the year. It's only a few weeks into January. And already, I suspect, there's a few broken heart um, New Year's resolutions and goals that have been dashed three weeks in. So um, often it's unconscious behaviors of our own that we're throwing the banana peels and the squishy bombs and all that sort of stuff in front of our own tires in our cart um, without even realizing it because we are missing something else. I guess I have an idea about this, Nicole. Can I share it with you? Please, go for it. Would you like me to share it with you listeners? Nobody said no, so I'm going to anyway. So (laughs) I have a theory. I have a theory that there's a bit of fear about actually getting off the tools, particularly for males and tradespeople who identify as male, uh, because they identify as a tradesperson. And you can insert whatever trade, a builder, a plumber, a, a landscaper, a glazier, an arborist, you name it, a tiler, whatever you like. When someone says, oh, what do you do? We straight away come back with that whole identity thing of I'm an accountant or I'm a builder. And that somehow says something about who I am, which is just crazy. Uh, But anyway, if getting off the tools means taking that away, then who am I now? I don't know. I'm just some guy that plays a lot of golf or (laughs) like, who am I? So I feel like a lot of it... A lot of the self-sabotage here, and we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, is wrapped up in that change in identity and therefore getting off the tools actually creates a whole lot of fear because, well, what the hell am I going to do with myself? And we hear it, don't we, Coxie, from from guys especially. Well, you know, retirement, I'd never retire. Like, I'd have to keep working. I've got to be doing something. Mm. And my immediate thought is, uh, what about mountain biking and fishing and reading all those books you wanted to or learning to play guitar and be a campfire hero like you always wanted to? Like, what about all those things? But I think part of the issue is none of those things really have an I am dot, dot, dot with them. I am a guitar player. Like, you couldn't say that unless you were Dave Grohl. That's mm. that's the thinking that I think a lot of people have. And if I'm wrong, listeners, feel free to, to let me know. I'm sure nobody will, but let me know anyway. Um, so that's my theory, Coxie. What's, I think you have a bit of a different um, view on this or, or an, another view on this. Yeah, I have a different experience, I suppose. When I talk to the builder, I think a big part of it is absolutely what you've just identified. It's that his um, identity is wrapped up in being... Uh, or is wrapped up in what he does rather than who he is, which I think is pretty typical, as you just said. And I also feel like there's a bit of fear around 
um, what that might look like. Like, what do I do if I'm off the tools all day long? Or is there still the control that I need to have over what's happening for my business? And there's a lot of questions that go unanswered because none of this is ever modelled. It's not modelled to us that uh, trade businesses could be run with a person that actually works within the office or actually plays golf five days a week. We don't see it and therefore we don't understand that it can happen. And yet what I guess I have seen time and time again is everybody's version of getting off the tools is very different. Just like we talk and I mentioned earlier around success being different for everyone. For me, success very much looks like being able to have um, a day off once a fortnight and it looks like being able to have a long weekend every month or so rather than big long bits of holidays where I travel up through the middle of Australia. Whereas for you, you've identified that you'd love to be able to take a three-month trek up through the middle of Australia and that would feel like success to you. So we feel very differently in what our versions of those are. Likewise, I think the same could be said in our versions of what getting off the tools for us looks like individually. And so for some people, it'll be like our wonderful client up in uh, Toowoomba who takes a couple afternoons off a week to go mountain bike riding. For him, that's his version of getting off the tools. So he works predominantly in the office outside of that, but does also jump onto the tools from time to time so that he feels like he's current. He's still got his finger on the pulse, his words. But for the most part, um, he's able to take that time a couple times a week to jump out of the business, spend some time off the tools and go mountain bike riding. We have other clients that are successfully running businesses from their office. Um, It was a big mental shift for the builder to be able to realize he didn't actually have to pick up the hammer for the business to run well. In fact, it ran better with him off the tools, not to say he wasn't great on the tools. And when you're standing there, as all of our listeners will understand, hammering nails into the wall and doing what needs to be done, it's very hard to keep your eye on the ball with everything else that needs to happen to create a bigger business or a, a robust business. So therefore, him coming off the tools was actually the best thing that could have happened for the company because it gave him the space and the time to do what was necessary. So I guess to me, it's about acknowledging that there are different versions of getting off the tools. It doesn't need to mean the same thing for every person. And it's not absolute. It's not like you never pick up a tool ever again because a lot of, again, I guess in a lot of sense, this is angle at the guys, not because... Uh, I'm being a misogynistic, patriarchal, sexist wanker. Uh, the The reality is the trades are still male-dominated. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a necessary thing. It's just how it currently stands. But for anyone, even for any ladies out there who are on the tools, in inverted commas, and I've said in previous podcasts perhaps, and I can't remember if it was this one or our exclusive tradiepreneur Um, results podcast which goes to our our clients as well um, that being on the tools could mean for the wives out there who are doing the books and the invoicing and you know in that um, stereotypical and also traditional role of doing a lot of the back office support that none of these businesses run without that's on the tools for that role and for that person so 
you know, we work with a lot of clients where the husband wants to pull back from being out in the field doing that tools work and the wife wants to pull back from doing the, the bookings and the calendar management and the invoicing and pull back from that tools work so that both of them can actually spend some time balancing out that lifestyle and taking six or eight weeks or doing a long weekend a month or whatever it is. Uh, so I've forgotten the point I was going to make, Coxie, but the point that I'll make now <laughs> <laughs> is that um, it's, it, as you say, it's different for everybody um, and it doesn't, it's not an all or nothing is the point I was going to make. Yes. Being off the tools doesn't mean you never pick up a tool ever again because you got into this stuff in the first place, particularly for the guys, probably because you actually liked building things or you enjoyed um, plumbing or electrical, you're fascinated by switchboards and you love all that, you know, the satisfaction of putting, to, building a great board or whatever it might be for you or completing a customer garden. But what happens with any of those things, even if it's becoming a campfire guitar hero, when you turn that into a money-making enterprise, it can suck the life out of it and the joy out of the activity because you have to do it. You have to do it to pay the bills and put the kids through school. And so now it no longer becomes a source of fulfillment. It becomes a monumental pain in the ass. So rebalancing that so that some of the time you go to site and you do the things that you like to do. Maybe you love standing a frame with the lads and you get a great sense of satisfaction out of that. And then you can bugger off and leave them to do all the crap work afterwards because that's that's your right as a business owner. That's the whole reason that you get into business is so you can actually balance this with your lifestyle and, you know, create your ideal week. It's like, I want to stand a couple frames. Um, I want to go, you know, do the set out. I love the site cut aspect. Um, I don't want to be involved in all the other crap. That's why I pay the guys. I want to go play golf and we did an episode recently about recovery and then I want to get in the office and work on our marketing plan and attract some fantastic customers because I just love helping people, you know, get started with their home. And you actually have the opportunity to do that, but you have to do what Coxie talks about. She often uses a swear word when she says this one is get out of your own <clears throat> way. Mm. Because I think a lot of us are just getting in our own way because of our fear about what get off the tools looks like and we haven't sat and defined what it actually means for you listeners what do you want getting off the tools to look like you've um nailed it as usual you always do <laughs> and i've thought of one other thing that we do talk a lot about with our clients and there's another fear around their um, internal feelings around their perception of what it might look like to the rest of their team. Yes. Thank if you, I'm Nicole. Off the tools, what will my team think of me? How do I stop them from feeling dissatisfied or, or um, give me some words, you know, really frustrated around the fact that I'm off the tools and they're actually out there doing the hard, hard work? I think that They'll there's. Think a... you're skiving off or yes. that you're not pulling your weight or something it's like do they own the business no and who pays their wages absolutely and, I and without wanting that to sound arrogant coxie you're absolutely right i i could not tell you how many times we've been told oh just like i, I wouldn't feel right 
You know, if I went and played golf every Wednesday, I wouldn't feel right. Like the guys are out there in the hot sun, slaving away on my building site, and I'm off playing golf. Like that, that just doesn't feel right to me. That's, you know, whatever variation on that you want to say. And again, the ladies are included in this. Yes. If you're off having a long lunch with your, with your your girl pals, um, and hubby's out there on site on a roof, or your you know, admin team are in the office dealing with the irate suppliers or whatever it is, and you've got the guilt because you're off enjoying mojitos in the sun with your lady friends. Why should you feel guilty about that? And in in fact, Coxie, most staff, if you manage it well, and, and I guess that's the difference here, listeners, if you put this in place well and you lead a great team, you do all the stuff that our tradiepreneurs are actually doing, what they find is... The team are like, oh my gosh, of course you should go play golf. Like, you're the one that's built this whole business mm. and given all of us the opportunity. We would prefer it if you weren't around because you're a pain in the ass when you don't play golf every Wednesday. You're a much happier person. You're a much better boss. Go away. And that's the opportunity that is sitting right in front of all of you, I believe. If you realize that it starts with, your own thoughts about how this could work. Yeah, I, I feel like there's um, a great opportunity to frame this to your team. It is a big part of the business. A big part of the business is that they're not lying awake all night long worrying about figures or the, how they're going to pay the bills or how they're going to get the work in the door. So they um, also get that time off every weekend without exception, whereas you are still working on the business. So this is about the framing of what you're doing. Should you even feel the need to let them know at the end of the day, they it's none of their business what you do all day every day. Uh, and leading by example is actually very healthy. It's great for them to see that you take your time off seriously because you actually want them to take their time off seriously so that they come back refreshed and renewed every week as well. So I, I think there's, there's an opportunity to put some thought into how we actually frame that, pardon the pun, but it was a good one, um, to our team when we do present it to them, if we present it at all. I actually think it's less of a question than you think. And I think the only time that concern actually comes up within a team is when they're not being well managed in the first place. Yeah. If you're mistreating your staff and you're cracking the whip and flogging them stupid and then you go and skive off, literally, uh, and don't pull your weight and you're not making sure that they've got the systems and the training and you're not giving them the the structure with team meetings and performance reviews and all the other stuff that people need, they want that feedback. If you're not being a great leader and manager, then that's when you're going to attract some criticism if you're actually then also uh, expecting them to you know, do the work while you're fluffing around doing whatever you want to do. Mm. But for most um, good business owners who are trying to do the right thing and growing and improving and following along with the podcast material or, you know, for our tradiepreneurs, obviously, that they've got access to a bunch of um, really cool tools that help them to do that, uh, then there's not the problem that you probably fear there might be. It's the same with anything. Of course. We're going to be talking a lot about getting off the tools. Uh, we're making some changes in the way that we are available to you as our listeners. Um, you won't notice if you're part of our Traders in Business Facebook group, you'll see that we're actually even going to change the name there if we can. Facebook gods, please help us out. 
but we will be talking a lot about getting off the tools. We'll be making some training available to you, a, a workshop available to help you understand what it takes to get to that point of getting off the tools. Remember, this is all about your version of what that looks like, mm-hmm. not what the traditional version is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be working through some workshops. We are also t- putting together a resource kit to mm. assist you in doing that. So with the first five steps no, no. covered. Coxie. What? It's a toolkit. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Toolkit. I stuffed that up, didn't I? <laughs> it's the tradies in business. Tool belt. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, Nick, and there's something you can do right now, listeners, when mm. it comes to getting off the tools, and that is to figure out where the heck are you in your get off the tools journey. Yes. Um, we have a test. You can take a test. Everybody loves a test. This one doesn't go up your nose or up your bum. This one happens on your mobile phone or your computer screen if you're a bit old school like me, um, which means I'm blind and I need glasses to see my phone. Uh, but you can actually take a test. It's called the Get Off the Tools Test. So you can actually get a bit of a gauge on how close you are to being able to start to get off the tools or maybe come off them altogether. Um, So it is a bit of a scorecard, um, takes you about three minutes on average to do. We'll put the link in the description in the show notes for today's episode. Um, You can't find it on the website because it's being revamped and it is currently under construction. But uh, if you find the link in the show notes, uh, you should be able to click straight on that and go take the Get Off the Tools test and find out what's your score. You'll get a score out of 100, Coxie. I'm 10 out of 10, Mark. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> that, is that because I do all the work? You're already off the tools? Exactly. Ooh! <laughs> exactly. You do all the work. And that is not true, listeners. This is a true partnership where true. Nick is the boss and I do what I'm told. <laughs> Sounds like a marriage. All right, I've got one last one. I don't trust stairs anymore. They're always up to something. Oh. Thanks for listening, listeners. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.